Welcome to Burlers Hurlers. We've got our 2021 betting projections episode coming at you. I'm Dan, joined by Don. So, Don, I want to get us started with something, nothing to do with the topic, but ultimately hilarious. I read an article that this season, MLB will be conducting foreign substance testing via a third-party certified group to detect tar and other illegal substances on baseballs. So this is forensic goo analysis coming to Major League Baseball. Let me get your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, we're big goo guys. From the start, we've been big on the goo. Big pro-goo podcast. I don't know if I want to regulate the goo, though. I think we're so early and it's discovery like let's let guys experiment let's uh, like why are we regulating this magnificent addition to a baseball Mm -hmm. trevor bauer discovered that goo can make you throw four miles an hour faster goo can make your curveball just like dive in the dirt but these guys are like super smart now pitchers aren't just these like 45 year old old guys who are like farmers in the winter they're like the college educated like scientists give them the goo and let them figure it out you know Give the man his goo. I'm, I'm going to make that sign and hold it up during opening day. <laughs> There's a confused fan <laughs> on the third baseline. <laughs> so I saw that story and I couldn't help myself. But yeah, we're talking about, talking about bets, MLB bets for the 2021 season. We're obviously going to focus on the Chicago White Sox players season results uh this is all like in a sing- total season context no single game bets i mean if someone don if you want to talk about some crazy parlays you're into on in-game bets go ahead but uh let's get us started real quick with total wins and when i saw the line this was the, you know the big the big obstruction of the sun right now is eloy jimenez's injury uh, we're recording this on the 25th we don't know if anyone else has had a major injury, but that's a huge impact. So that line may have actually moved. Do you have you seen the latest line on most wins I, or total wins? I looked at it uh, in a couple different places. The lowest I saw was ninety point five. So I think it's between like ninety point five and ninety one point five. So where are you at? Are you an over or under? Uh, let's say it's ninety point five. I'm, I'm going to look still... it up on the background. Yeah, I'm still an under there. I think like even if it was 91, 92, I'm so concerned about like, the downside. Like this team, even before Eli's uh, injury, really had to thread a needle to be to be perfect, to be great. Like no injuries, cannot afford an injury. Still relying on a lot of young players to be very good. So the 90, like the nine uh, digit at the front, really scared me. I'm not saying we're going to win like 70 games, but like 87, 88, 89, like that to me sounds more correct. So I'm definitely like hard under here. How about you? Hard under. 
Uh, you asked me the same question two days ago. I could have talked myself into an over easily, but right now I'm a hard under. I'm buying the loss of production and the not the line not moving to match that loss of production. So, isn't that interesting? It's disappointing, though? so disappointing. But I'm an under. Yeah, go ahead. But that's like so. If Fangraphs, Baseball Reference, all these sites have Eloy's like you know three wins above replacement. But then this injury, Vegas moves the line one win. So that can mean a couple things, like that they think the Sox can compensate for his injury pretty well, or that they didn't think Eloy was very good to begin with. So I'm, I'm actually shocked it's still in the 90s, because, I mean, I checked 20 minutes ago that the injury happened, you know, it was announced 12 hours ago. So they've had time to adjust. And I'm really I'm looking at the line right now. Yep, still at 90. Yeah, so I'm... I'm definite under, like, for sure. But that's also not very fun to, like, root for the White Sox and have been a fan for 25 years and then, like, put a bet that they're not going to be good on the first year I, they, like, are actually good. Absolutely. So I don't think I'm actually going to be taking that bet because it's not fun and I'm not – that's dirty money and I don't oh, yeah. want it. For sure. Yeah, what would you even use that winnings on? Like an Eloy jersey? I mean, no. It, <laughs> Eloy jersey. No. It would be something dirty. It, it's dirty money. That's where it has to go back yeah, to that true. world. For sure. Yeah. Well, so on that note, go ahead, please. So I saw on points bet that that's the site I've been using uh, most often recently. Like through like NBC Sports or whatever, they have a couple just flat out. Will they miss the playoffs or will they make the playoffs? And this is still yep. after Eloy's injury. They have make the playoffs at minus three hundred. I was shocked it was still that high. And if you're betting on the Sox to miss the playoffs, plus 220. So once again, it's not fun to bet this. Like, we love the Sox. We're into this team. We love a lot of these players. But plus 220 to miss the playoffs after they've lost maybe their, like, second or third most important player. After, like, they've shown no willingness to make a trade or sign a new free agent. Like, that to me is flashing red lights like bet this socks missed the playoffs plus 220 like two over two to one odds that's pretty remarkable to me i i'm looking at the numbers right now too i'm on bet rivers and it's 275 minus 275 210 for the exact same bet qualify for the playoffs and yeah you love the plus 210 there because a lot is up in the air right now. I guess the question there is, do you think that they're so bad that they're not a wild card team? So that that's the question. Like I, under this scenario, the Twins win the division, which is like fine. That might actually happen anyway, even with Eli being healthy. But do they really have to be that bad to not make the wild card? Because like it's not expanded to playoffs anymore. Five teams make the playoffs. The Red Sox, like teams that were horrible last year, like the Red Sox, they might surprise people. You know, the Angels, who knows? Maybe one of these years the Angels actually might like be kind of good. Maybe the Mariners will like just shock people. They call up that rookie who's awesome. So I think like a lot's in play where some of these like terrible, terrible teams, you look up and oh, it's like, whoa, the Mariners are like second in the division. Like, whoa, the, the Indians, people thought they'd be terrible and they're actually really good. So I... I, two to one odds to me is like so remarkable. 
that I think like I think I actually might bet that. It's a tempting bet. I'm I'm a maybe. It's it's a weird rationale to say I don't want to bet against the Sox at ninety, but then to say, oh, I would bet against them right. if they have seventy eight wins. Yes, that's my market. <laughs> So, of lines not moving, two that I'm looking at, AL champs plus 380 and what World Series champs plus 850, neither of those lines have moved since the injury. That's amazing. That's also amazing to me. And that's why I had those marks, I had those bets earmarked as, well, maybe I'll take a look just for fun, you know, the fun of it, to counteract our evil uh, miss the playoffs bet. But I World Series definitely goes out for me. I don't know. I think AL Champs goes out 100%, and I would just bet the World Series for the fanboy. I'll throw my money in the garbage. I agree. Like, I mean, anytime I'm in Vegas, I'll, I'll throw it on a bet like Sox to win the World Series, even when the Sox have been terrible. And I've only been to Vegas maybe three times, four times. But every time I'm there, Sox futures, bam. It's. I know it's a sunk cost. I know it's a waste of money, but why not? At least that's like, it's like a fun bet, even if they're bad. And now that they're good, like, why not? So I think I'm still going to bet them to win the World Series, but also bet them to miss the playoffs. I love that combo. You parlay that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Um, what... Do you have any other like team wide or like playoffs division stuff? Because I get a lot of player props, but as far as like uh, team stuff, there's not too much. I'm like, like the you know what, division, you know. I've got a handful more of team based bets that I can bring up real quick, and this one, these are all changed. I did all this research yesterday, thinking you know I'm doing the homework. We're gonna be prepared, and then. The carpet gets pulled out under you, but let me let me give you the ones that are unaffected by the Eloy injury. I got New York Yankees versus New York Mets total record minus four and a half that the Yankees are gonna have a better record. So it's four and a half game difference in their end of the season record. And I think I like the Mets on that bet. I like the Mets to shock people this year. I think the Mets are gonna be great. Like, really, really great. So I think I'm with you. And that sound is my dog whining in the background, if you hear that. Hello, dog. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm loving New York Mets plus four and a half games. That's at minus one, one, two. I like that bet a lot. That's a um, fun bet. Do they have one for the Sox and Cubs? That's a beautiful segue. This This podcast is going great. This one is really interesting. Let me see if the number has changed at all. Ooh, it looks like they took the market down. Yeah, interesting. That makes sense, yeah. Okay, so here's what it was yesterday. Obviously can't bet this anymore. It was 12 and a half game, uh, plus 12 and a half for the Cubs. 12, wow. So that means they're saying the Cubs are going to be a, like a 77 yep. win team. But that market has disappeared. Obviously, they've made some adjustments, maybe not enough. Um Braves, that's another bet I like to win the NL East plus two hundred. What do you think of that one? I 
I like that, but I I also like every team in the East. Every year, for some reason, I like to I look at the East, the NL East, and like Braves, Mets, Phillies, like they can all do well. So I I think I would just like stay away from the East outside of that Mets Yankees bet. That's a fun bet. That's fair. That's fair, and I I guess I'm hedging too. I may as well just go in on one there. But that pretty much wraps up uh, league-wide sort of team bets. The rest of mine are player-specific. So do you want to get into some of those uh, player bets you're looking at? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, let's just start with the MVP because I think there's like a couple of really weird ones. Not necessarily like interesting, but just super weird. So this is definitely MVP, AL MVP. They listed seven Sox players. For MVP. Okay. Okay. And the first player, like the, the player with the best odds, is Luis Robert, which I was shocked by. They have Luis Robert at 22 to 1 to win AL MVP, as in he's the most likely White Sox player to win AL MVP, which I was I was blown away by. Like, what are your, th- before we go into anything else, what do you think about that? Luis Robert, most likely White Sox player to win MVP? Well, I'd say it's insane. Uh, that's, that's a crazy line. A White Sox player, you know what? It was COVID. It was 60 games. Say whatever you want. But a, a White Sox player on the roster has won MVP. So he is the most likely MVP, um, which is Jose Abreu. In, and he's in he's right opinion. there. So they have Luis Robert at 22 to 1, and they have Abreu at 25 to 1. So it's close. But, I mean, just the fact that Robert's, like, right there is – astounded by so at bet rivers they got robert at 25 and so, they've but, got abreu at 25 as well so equally i guess that's just an alphabetical thing that's my bad but uh and Yown, all and tim anderson all at the same betting hmm oh so that i have i have different ones so i have luis robert 22 to 1 jose abreu 25 to 1 and then Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada at thirty-five to one, but still. So I think like if if you're making the argument like how can Luis Robert win MVP, it starts with defense. Where like you look at those Fangraphs leaderboards of wins above replacement, and guys like Byron Buxton like do really well because there's elite center field defense. There's no more valuable skill in these like wins above replacement leaderboards. So the argument, I guess, is like if Luis Robert is even good offensively, not even great, if he's good offensively, you might look at the leaderboard at the end of September and see him with like seven wins above replacement. And who else That's on fair. the top can put up seven wins above replacement? But then it's like, well, is he really going to win over like Mike Trout and all these guys? I, I think it's an insane bet, an absolutely insane bet. I don't think I would bet Robert to win. But you make a really good point about center fielder sort of has a boosted value in, you know, player value. But I still wouldn't do it. I just, here's the thing. I don't think he's going to be good enough offensively to make a defensive case for, like his defensive abilities are his case for being MVP. I think that, there's so many talented hitters that people look at the numbers. They're not going to look at your fielding percentage. I don't know. 
it puts you I, in the I don't see it happening. Like, I yeah, it does. Be in the conversation, but I, like if you look at the Aaron Judge and Mike Trout, they're going to have 40, 45 homers. And is any voter really going to look at Luis Robert and they'll be like, well, he had 260 with 22 homers and like 25 stolen bases, but he's got seven wins above replacement. So that no one would ever vote for him. But guys like Abreu, guys like Anderson, even Moncada, you know, I, I could see Moncada having those power numbers. He could hit 35 homers and just like carry the team. I'm not going to bet on Moncada either, but I, I think Moncada has a better case than Luis Robert. But out of those top four, honestly, I would, I think Tim Anderson is like not a bad bet at 35 to one. So he could, oh, if I were to bet, it would be Tim Anderson just yeah. because I think he has the MVP profile, if that makes sense. Like crazy batting average numbers, production in every category, plays shortstop. So I just think he has an it factor that gets MVP votes, I I would bet him if any of those guys. I'm staying away from AL MVP just because it's kind of a boring market compared to the National League. And I I truly believe that Trout is due for another MVP season. Yeah, I mean, if if the Angels make the playoffs, Trout's winning MVP. Like, as simple as that. doesn't really matter what Trout does. But I do, before we move on from MVP, I have a couple more, like, really insane ones. Yes, my name Grandel, 50 to 1. Grandel is 50 to 1. And that's, like, that's like comparable to guys like Garrett Cole. And, like, it's not that high odds. So Vegas thinks, like, Grandel is not a horrible bet for MVP, which is insane. Giolito, 80 to 1. Not bad. Like, can't you see Giolito just ripping off, like, 23 wins, 230 strikeouts, carrying this team, putting them on his back? I know That's a good cherry-pick bet. I mean, but the payout is high. You can make a low bet. And it's fun. I mean, yeah, like the rest of those guys need this perfect landing to even be in the category. Whereas Giolito, you could see him having one of those – I guess all of them, it comes down to a freak year, but the 80 to one is nice. Right. Cause then if you look at this, I don't know if you just want to go to Cy Young now, like the flip side of that G Lito's five to one to win Cy Young. So 80 to one to win MVP, but five to one to win Cy Young, which is the third best odds. So Vegas thinks that G Lito is right now the third best pitcher in the AL, which I'd probably agree with. But then if he's, I that like that bet a lot. I do too, but like, if he's the third best pitcher and we've all seen him be awesome, why not just put ten bucks on eighty to one MVP and one of those weird years where like you know Verlander won Cy Young, one of those weird years Kershaw wins, where no one really stands out, and you look at this like awesome pitcher on a great team, it's like hey that guy carried the team in the playoffs. Let's give Giolito the MVP too. And he's like the things you described about Anderson that like it factor. Giolito has that. He's like almost the co-face of the franchise with Tim Anderson. So I like both. Giolito 5-1 Cy Young, 80-1 MVP. I would, yeah. I'm interested in betting both of those, honestly. I think Cy Young, is, as the odds tell you, is way more likely. Just because, you know, the MVP. How many pitchers have been MVP in the last 10 years? It's like I think 20%, 30%. No, I, th- yeah. I think like Kershaw and Verlander, and I might be missing someone else. 
I was just looking at this at work the other day. It's a handful. It's it's you forget some of them, but uh, it just doesn't happen often enough. But I still love the bet, so I would just bet the same dollar amount on each and be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Same sort of level. Do you have an NL MVP bet that you're looking at at all? I think I saw the such different odds, but I think Juan Soto is going to be unbelievable this year. I mean, he's un, he's been unbelievable since he's been in the big leagues, but I think like Tatis gets so much attention, rightfully so, unbelievable player, and like Acuna gets a ton of attention, and for some reason, Juan Soto just like isn't really talked about in this conversation of elite elite players. I think it's because he's not, he doesn't like steal bases. He doesn't play a flashy position. You know, Tatis is short, Acuna is center, and Soto's just like a bad right fielder. But Soto, out of any of them, he has the potential to put up one of those like 90s A-Rod seasons. Like 55 home runs, 330 batting average, like 10 wins above replacement. I know this sounds insane, but like he has that talent. And it's not he's going to put up those seasons in his career. He's going to go to the hall of fame. So to me, like why not start now? 2021 Juan Soto, 55 homers, like NL MVP. So that's the guy I'm looking at. I'm right around that area. So I think what makes the national league MVP a little more interesting is we've got five guys all within a point of like, you know, 750 to 850 range. Mookie Betts, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, Cody Bellinger, Bellinger, and Fernando Tatis. I like Acuna just because I don't know. He, I, I think he's going to pop this year. I he's think awesome. Yeah, it's all there. So I love that number, and I like kind of just picking a guy and sticking with him. He he brings it all, and it's flashy. It's a the only guy I could see sneaking in kind of like the, it's three young guys. Well, they're all young. Really, you can't lose with any bet. It's just who do you who do you think is going to pop here? Because yeah. I think MLB wants to like crown Tatis a little bit. Well, they should. I don't know what they want, but he should be the face of the league. He should definitely so. be the face of the league, but I think they're – for some reason, baseball always does this where they're looking for, like, the face of baseball. But then the NBA has, like, 40 faces of the basketball. Like, they have so many awesome, young, exciting players. I, baseball should be pushing. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, Fernando Tatis, three incredible players who are all, like, to, under the age of 25. Market the hell of these three. These three are the future of baseball. They're going to be awesome for 15 years. Like, why is it all Tatis, like 100% Tatis, when these guys are, like, as good, if not better? I, I agree with you. Acuna, like, oh, my God, that guy, like, 30 homers, 30 stolen bases. If he does that and the Braves make the playoffs, like, he's going to win, or he's more likely to win than Juan Soto. Like Soto. Could That's mostly great. what's driving me. I think the Braves are going to be really good this year, oh, yeah. and I think Acuna is going to be sort of the, the ringleader of all of that, and – you know, the Padres and the Dodgers are going to slug it out. I, I think the, the the accomplishments of Tatis might get a little bit, you know, mixed up with bets. I, I just see it and a chance for Acuna to run with it. But you can't lose with any of these, like, 
what is it? Six guys, five guys, five guys. And I don't know. I just love that market because yeah. it's exciting. I guess the one thing though, is if you're betting on Acuna, you know, Freddie Freeman is also terrific. If you're betting on Soto, like Trey Turner, also terrific. And if you're betting on Mookie Betts, well, Cody Bellinger is also terrific. So, like, when do you kind of give credit to one guy when he has a second-best player is also, like, an MVP candidate? So maybe that makes room for a guy, just like a random NL team. Like, maybe Nolan Arenado, you know, comes over to St. Louis and is just, like, the face of the franchise and leads him to the playoffs and puts up 35 home runs. And people look at it like, yeah, he kind of did this by himself and all those other guys had a lot of help. So who knows? What are Arenado's odds? Do you have those in front of you? Let me see. Plus 1,200. Oh, that's not fair. I was hoping it was like 25. It's not enough for me. Just switching stadiums and altitudes, I I can't buy that at 12. If if it was was three... Yeah. I think, man, that the NL MVP is exciting. I like want to put money on all those guys. They're all such fun. Yeah, I just want to slice. I want to have a, you know, a horse in the race and uh, see what happens. What about, do you like, uh, do you have rookie of the year? Uh, Absolutely. I'm loving, loving AL rookie of the year, Andrew Vaughn. At plus fifteen hundred. Oh, you get a fifteen. I where I saw it was down to ten already. But maybe you know what? Let me check those odds. These are pre Eloy odds. I think it got bumped down to ten after Eloy got injured because he's like one hundred percent going to play. I've got twelve fifty right now. Okay, so it bumped down a little bit. Still a little bit. I mean, I liked him at ten to one. So yeah, twelve fifty. Like, yeah, I'm all in on Andrew Vaughn. The only thing, though, like, it's so weird that Randy Rosarena is a rookie. Like, we all saw the playoffs where he was Babe Ruth for a month, and he's still a rookie. So, Rosarena's plus 350 and was unbelievable in the World Series, unbelievable in the playoffs. That might be, like, free money. Rosarena could win, like, he can compete for MVP, and it's plus 350 to win Rookie of the Year. Like, I think I'm going to do Rosarena and Vaughn. So I don't fault you there, but I'm staying away from a Rosarena because it was a month and there was also a lot of, you know, bad trends before the playoffs. He had a great playoffs. I'm not going to take that away from him, but let's, let's see 162 because, you know, we've seen a lot of AL or, you know, rookie of the year MVP candidates early or yeah, early. Who flame out? People get hot. I, I'm i not buying it yet, and I would much rather buy the higher payout on the homegrown Andrew Vaughn. Damn, I think this is probably where we're going to disagree at the moment. I, if Arosa Rainey was like minus 200, I'd probably still bet. I almost think he's a lock to win, but Andrew Vaughn I think is like such good value. I got another name for you on this. Nick Madrigal, eighteen to one. That's that's awesome, Mats. He's going to start every day. He he's going to hit three hundred. Like, what if Vaughn sucks? What if a Rosarena, like you said, it was like just a flash in the pan? 
Ed Madrigal sitting there in September, started every day for a playoff team, hitting 310, has like 190 hits. That like how why wouldn't he win rookie of the year at that point? That is a great point, and I'm actually seeing Madrigal at plus three thousand on Bet Rivers right now. Oh my god. And that's that's juicy. That's right amazing. There. Because you know what? He doesn't have a lot of the like sexy stats, like the power stats, but he has those toy gadget stats that actually might play in a rookie of the year race more than they play in an MVP all-star silver slugger discussion. Definitely. Definitely. Cause I mean, he, okay, let's move all of our interest into this madrigal market. It's clearly the best bet. It's a, it's a home run. It's <laughs> like I was thrilled with him at eighteen to one. You're telling me thirty to one I can get Nick Madrigal to win Rookie of the Year? That's bananas. I'm, I'm mortgage. I'm I don't have a mortgage, but I'm gonna get one so I can put it on this bet. You're gonna buy a house so you can take a loan, and then take another loan on that loan. That's exactly right. Because he has the it. same. I'm looking at it. He has the same odds to win Rookie of the Year as Garrett Crochet, who is gonna be a reliever. Like, right, Crochet not even slated to close from day one. Yeah, so like, no way he wins. Kopek is twenty five to one. Like, no way is a reliever winning. So a guy who's guaranteed to start every day. There's no one behind him. It's not like, oh, we got to get Danny Mendick. These at bets. He's starting with <laughs> he's healthy. Uh, gotta get I, Danny I'm definitely Mendick. Nice. All right, so we're both in on Madrigal. I'm still in on Vaughn too. I'll bet them both. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. So we talked about closing a little bit. I have a, a tasty bet that I saw. They've got this Parkins and Spiegel. That's that radio show. MLB oh, yeah. season specials. And they had one. They have two that I'm going to bring up. Hendricks versus Kimbrell. Most saves. And Ooh, that's to fun. me, if we're talking about free money, it's right. I don't even think Kimbrell's going to be in the major leagues at the end of the year. He's horrible. Let alone let alone saving games. Like we're talking about a 70 win team. So let's put the cap at 70 potential save opportunities, which is not going to happen. Uh, that you're, you're already looking at bad chances. You have to be on, uh, I don't know. It seems like a no brainer. The Sox are going to abuse Hendricks for save opportunities. Whereas the Cubs are looking for the next guy. We've seen though, bad teams, like just have, having played fantasy for years, sometimes the closer on a bad team gets you 30, 35, 40 saves. Because like the smart teams, the good teams, they'll use their closer in non-save situations. They'll, like I could see the Sox, Hendricks coming in in the seventh, you know? It's like, let, let's get Nelson Cruz out. Let's don't care about the eighth and ninth. Let's get Nelson Cruz out. Where bad teams like, yeah, fuck it. We'll just like get Campbell to save. So I think he'll have the opportunities, but I think like your first point is more important that like he's just not good. He's like really, right. really bad. Right. And the exception or the case where the bad teams are just going through the motions with how they manage their, you know, substitutions. I so that's usually a good pitcher on a bad team and, you know, greasy uh fantasy fans are like, "Oh yeah, I love the action on his fastball, so I need to add him." <laughs> I mean, that's totally different than a guy who's washed and overpaid, so he's going to be in the role. But I don't, I kind of just see that as free money. Hendricks versus Kimbrell? 
there's another bet of just like uh, who's going to have the most saves in the AL. And Hendricks is plus 700. So 7 to 1 for Hendricks to have most saves. So if you like, sorry, my dog's going nuts. If Aww. you like Hendricks, 7 to 1 for most saves, like that's awesome. He's going to get opportunities. We have no one else in the bullpen who's going to close. We just paid this guy $50 million. So I, I love like any Hendricks bet. You can give me any Hendricks bet, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting money on that. This is insane. They have Hendricks at plus 650 for most saves, and then they have Kimbrell at plus 1,200. I don't, I don't know how they're making these odds. Are, are we biased to thinking that Craig Kimbrell is terrible? I mean, he was like, he turned it around a little bit last year, but we've all seen it for the last two years. Kimbrell was unpitchable. Like everyone in the country watching is like, this guy isn't going to have a job next week. He was horrible. So he not only has to be not horrible, but he has to have 50 save opportunities on a bad team. That's a, I mean, for both of those to happen is super unlikely. I, yeah, I, I'm all Hendricks on that Parkinson Spiegel bet, and I'm all Hendricks on most saves, actually, 7-1. to one. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm like, really nervous on a most saves. That just seems like such a hard thing to predict, but uh, I just it's not a bad number. There's there's never going to be a closer controversy with the Sox. Like Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams. The, even if Hendricks is horrible in April, May, and June, they give him four years, $60 million or whatever. Like He's going to have the job. So as far as security yep. goes, there, is there a more secure closer in baseball? Like Chapman, I guess, in the, in the Yankees? That's probably it. Yep. Yeah. So I don't okay, I, like we both hated the signing. We both like really didn't like the Hendricks signing. But as far as betting goes, like yeah, I I really really like this bet. I don't want to end on my worst bet, which most boring, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to bring it up now. And it's <laughs> Jose Abreu total RBIs. It's at you know what I need to check every bet that I looked at. It was at 107.5. And I was all in on the over. I don't know what that number has moved to now. It's so funny. So let's let's say it's one hundred seven five. Where are you at? I'm I'm on the over on that. I I think yes. So I'll, I I get two points. It, it's so funny you say that because uh, I was looking through like FanDuel. I was looking through points bet, and there are a lot of bets. At some points, like okay, I don't know how many more bets I can look like look for. And once I saw like most hits, most RBIs, I was like. I've reached my limit. Like, I don't care enough about most RBIs. So I, th- I think that objectively, this is probably the most boring bet imaginable. This is the uh, worst content you could listen to right now. Like he's going to have the most RBIs this year. Like it's it's not even most. Fun. It's total. It's oh, total, totally, RBIs. Yeah, total RBIs. Total RBIs for a player. Oh, God. That, like... If I bet that in Vegas and I won, I'd be so embarrassed to show back up at the counter. You don't even like, cash that ticket. Yeah. I bet ten dollars. Want to face them? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I'm with you. I, right. The over is almost like if that dude does one thing, he drives and runs. And I know that's right. not a predictable skill, but like he drives and runs. This is the free money category, not an exciting bet. This is maybe. If I can parlay this some way, maybe I will. 
but it's this is true is all i'm thinking and uh, it, another important part of it is that like he's so important to the team like culturally even if he's not doing great there's no way they move him down to like seventh in the order that guy's gonna hit third or fourth even like if he was pools on the angels the last few years where it's just an embarrassment abreu has that stature where they're gonna let him fight through his struggles and he might hit 240, but he's going to get RBIs. So I I love that bet. It's boring, but we love it. Sometimes those boring bets are like the ones that win. And they waste all That's this money. That's the one that carries money. you. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any other bets? I have one more. I have a few. So, well, speaking of Abreu... Do you like this? Because I don't. <laughs> Most homers in the AL, Abreu's 40 to 1. Hate that. Wouldn't I hate touch it. it with 40 to 1? 40 mm, to 1. No, can't do it. Okay, I, I think it's a horrible bet. I just know you like Abreu more than I. So I highlighted that. I was like, would Dan like this? But here, here's where it gets interesting. So I actually like three of these. Or no, I sorry, I like two of these. So for most hits in the AL, Tim Anderson has the best odds, 10 to 1. Yes. Abreu, 25 to 1. Madrigal, 30 to 1. So I know we're getting insane with the Madrigal hype here, but if you think the Madrigal is going to win Rookie of the Year, well, he's probably going to have a ton of hits, plays every day. Maybe he has 210 hits. 30 to 1. Like, that's awesome to me. I don't know if I'm going to bet, but I, I do want one of those. I think I want a part of Anderson most hits, 10 to 1, or Madrigal 30 to 1 most hits. For me, if I get Madrigal for Rookie of the Year at 30 to 1, why would I get into most hits? Then you're asking, it's the same odds, but you're asking more in a certain sense. True. That's a good point. But I love Tim Anderson at that number. I mean, he's yeah, the he's favorite. Getting- He's hitting leadoff no matter what. Like he he's basically announced that like yeah I'm the leader leadoff hitter of this team and everyone's like all right I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he should be he's awesome but like once again he's so important to the team even if he struggles. Lewis is not bumping Anderson down like eighth in the lineup. He's gonna get a ton of at bats, gonna get a ton of hits. So Anderson ten to one like that's a fun bet. Uh they got him listed at fifteen to one on Bed Rivers. Even better. Damn, I got to get on that site. All right. Get on Bat Rivers, dude. Okay, you brought up Tim Anderson hits, so I'm going to quickly interject a, another Parkins and Spiegel bet, which is they had Anderson versus Baez total hits. That seems like free money as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's free money. That's literally it's not fun. It's not exciting, but it's just logical. Anderson trends up on hits every year. Baez either hits below what Anderson hits on his trends or well, well, well below because he's way more streaky. To me, that's obvious. Maybe I'll be proved wrong, but this is another free money bet for me. I mean, I guess the argument against it is like maybe – Javi Baez is another one of those like MVP seasons, like a couple years ago where he was just incredible. And maybe that Tim Anderson, that like BABIP has kind of been fluky. Maybe he's due for regression and he hits like 290. And can you really lead the league in hits when you're hitting 290? Like it's still good, but it's not in 330. 
But that's not, like, I don't think either of those are very likely, and, like, both would have to happen for that bet to hit. That's free. That's literally free money. I love that bet, so I am for sure locking that in at minus 167. Yeah, that's awesome. I have three more, or no, I have two more that I kind of like, unless you have more. I'm out. Okay. I'm out of money. I'm out of mortgages. So check this out. Luis Robert, most stolen bases, 25 to 1. Love that. And I was looking at it because I was like, well, he didn't steal as much as you would think last year. I think he had nine stolen bases in about 50 games. So you extrapolate that to like a full season. You're talking like, you know, 25, 30 stolen bases. And you would think like, well, that's not very good. But people don't steal much anymore. Uh, the league leaders the last few years have been like between 45, you know, 40 stolen bases, 45, 50 around there. So I think if Robert has, is like a 30 stolen base guy, it at least puts him in the conversation because he has the talent to get 40. He has the talent to get 50. And not that many guys run and he seems to have like a green light. So while it's not super likely, I think the floor is extremely high. Like you're 30 stolen bases minimum and then 25 to one odds for him to get like 10 more. That to me is like really interesting. So another case where Rivers has it a little higher, plus 2,000 on Robert. And in this category, for me, it's kind of, it's going to be Adalberto Mondesi at the end of the year. Yeah. That's like the 95% likelihood. I mean, not betting odds wise, but just the way I see it. Or, and that's not a fun bet. I mean, who wants to bet that? Or you're taking a chance on one of those like high steel guys or you take a long shot. So I really like the Robert bet because he's on the Sox and he has the capability. We've seen the wheels. So why not? Why not bet it? It's a fun bet. And you've seen, um, like you've seen guys who maybe they're struggling with the bat and like the way to get themselves going is to start running. Like, I think he's a much better player, obviously, but uh, like Scott Pedsednik, when he was on the Sox, sometimes he would go through these slumps. But if he got a walk, if he got a single, you knew he was stealing second. So Robert's such a streaky hitter where maybe he goes like three for 29 with those three singles he's he's stealing, you know. So I think like that's kind of why I like this bet. I think it's a fun way to kind of stay engaged on Luis Robert, even if he's struggling with the bet. It's the favorite. It's my favorite Robert market you've brought up or that I've seen. I mean, I think it's ones are most realistic. Things. Good odds. I like it. I mean, the, the, to yeah, to put it in perspective, twenty-five to one for most stolen bases, twenty-two to one to win MVP. They think it's more likely that he wins most valuable player than has most stolen bases. That's like incredible. Who is betting Luis Robert to win MVP? I I can't imagine one person doing that bet. The, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Somebody's <laughs> betting that, no doubt. I told you, I don't know if I brought it up on this show, but the guy in spring training who wanted, who was trying for me to talk him to, to betting Edwin Encarnacion to win MVP last year at a thousand to one. He's like, if I put a thousand on that, I'm good. It's like, yeah, you would be. Oh my God. If- <laughs> I'll take a thousand bucks and I'll, 
in it in a year i'll give you a thousand and one bucks back what do you think about that <laughs> i'm so bad at math that like i've been trying to do mental calculations of what a thousand times a thousand is and i'm still not even close to the answer is it uh, is that a million dollars i have no idea if you're expecting me to do multiplication after working hours, that is not happening. <laughs> I um, I was sick once in, it must have been third or fourth grade. I had the flu. I missed a few days of school. And in those few days, we learned long division. I think you were in my class. We learned what long division was in those three days. I came back maybe like the next Monday. And I never, I still don't know long division. Like you guys all went, took it and ran with it. To this day, I can't divide anything. It's like if you, it's like those horrible cases of children who are like locked in a room and they blow past the critical period where they like can't see and then they'll never see again. Like if a kid is like, if you close their eyes for years, they'll never see. I'm past the critical period of like multiplication to division because one day when I was nine, I was sick and my brain just like, yep, you're never learning that. I've had people explain it to me, and they they do a very nice job, and I'm like, I don't understand. So you're saying you have a lot of empathy for feral wolf children. You feel like you have a similar upbringing? In many ways. In most ways, I would say yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I didn't know you didn't know Long Division. I'll figure out a way to use that against you. (laughs) Yeah, you can probably steal all my money if it... uh, if you like trick me into long dividing something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that, that's all my bets. Are you out of bets? You got one more. I got one more ending on the champ. What do you think about this? Most strikeouts. Giolito plus eight fifty, Like eight to one. Most strikeouts plus eight fifty. And that's so in baseball. Be... That's not the AL. So that's the entire league, which does make it tricky. Who's ahead of him? I mean, stay, I don't have it up in front of me, but normal guy. Like, I think DeGrom was number one. Okay. I just pulled it up real quick. Okay. We got Bauer, Bieber, DeGrom, and Cole ahead of him. Hmm. I like that bet. I mean, I don't know if I love it just because some of those guys are just straight up strikeout horses and Giolito, he gets K's, no doubt. But. He's also kind of crafty. That's, I mean, that's what I like about him. He's got the power. He's got a little craftiness. He's not strict on how he gets guys out. Uh, I would be, I'm half in on that one. I, I don't love it just because mm, I don't love it. You love that one? I don't love it, but I do think that like Giolito's strikeout uh, success is really underrated. Because when you think about like, who is throwing gas, who's striking up 14 guy. Giolito doesn't come to mind, and he probably shouldn't. Like, the Grom guys like that are unbelievable. But Giolito strikes out a ton of batters. Absolutely. I expect him to have 200-plus strikeouts. Is he going to have 260? That's another question. Like, last year, 12 strikeouts for nine innings. He put oh, yeah. innings, and he almost had 100 strike. year before, 228 strikeouts. So, like... He, if he has a twelve strikeout per nine pace and he stays healthy, basically what you're betting on is like, and it sucks to bet on, but like, ugh, maybe Degrom, you know, gets injured, misses a month, maybe Bauer isn't very good in LA, maybe he takes a step back, 
maybe Cole just like still can't figure it out in New York, you know, and gets shelled and only pitches five innings a game. You're really betting on Giolito going out there, being a horse, getting 32 starts, 200 innings, and having like 250 strikeouts. So out of all of these Giolito bets, you know, five to one Cy Young, eighty to one MVP, like eight eight fifty plus eight fifty for most strikeouts, like that kind of is like the most realistic to me. Because maybe the Sox suck, and but he's still awesome. <laughs> he's not going to Cy Young, but he could win most strikeouts. You know, that is that's a great point, and his K nine projections this year are high it it actually is a i'm warming up to it i'm warming up to it i could see him i like cy young more than most strikeouts for i Gilles. like cy young too i think i'm definitely betting giolito cy young but i just think there is value like i think giolito if you would just took the names off of the stats and just showed me a bunch of uh pitchers giolito probably should be around like four to one five to one because he's just Awesome. An awesome, awesome strikeout pitcher. But no one really thinks about him like that for some reason. So it's just value for me. It's not like, oh, I love this, but it's just, it just struck out, uh, stuck out to me as value. It's true. I'm comparing the Cy Young and the strikeout odds. It is a plus 400 difference here. Hmm. <laughs> like baseball reference projects him for over 200 strikeouts. Fan yep. graphs the same. That I mean... That's hard to do. He's going to be in the top five. Yeah. You know, if he has a healthy year. So I I think, yeah. That's my last. I like that. I'm warming up to it. I may bet that. I'm thinking about it. I like it. (laughs) So what's like the number one, like, I am putting this bet in tonight, guaranteed. What's like, out of everything we talked about, this is, is it your Abreu uh, RBIs? I mean, you really think I'm that boring? The first thing <laughs> I'm going to do is rush off and bet Abreu RBIs. Of course I'm going to bet that. No. I'm betting Madrigal, Rookie of the Year, because I love that 3,000. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh wait, That's hey, the most fun bet to me right there. It's the most fun. I'm sorry, I have one more bet that is do insane, it. but it, it stuck out to me. So, Cy Young, AL Cy Young. On FanDuel, Dylan Cease was 80 to 1. But on points bet, he was 40 to 1. I'm looking at 40 to 1 as well. Insane difference. So on Fan, 80 to 1 for Dylan Cease, which to me like sounds about right. Like, yeah, it's a long shot. But the fact that these other two sites have 40 to 1, that tells me a couple things. One, people are betting it. Like, there's actual money coming out and the odds are changing. And two, like, the guys who make these odds are insanely good at what they do. Like, they know if something's up. They know if a player has, like, changed their skill. I think that Dylan sees, like, transformation is real. In 80 to 1, like, yeah, is he going to win Cy Young? Like, probably not. But an 80 to 1 bet on that? Esteban Loaiza won Cy Young. You know, sometimes these things happen. People come out of nowhere. And that's, like, a fun bet to just kind of root for Dylan Cease instead of every day us being like, God damn it, this kid sucks. But actually going with a positive mindset, like, hell yeah, Dylan, let's get a good start. That's like why I might throw $10 on it. Just like positive vibes, let's do it, 80 to 1. 
You know, I'm just going to say this too. There's 34 pitchers listed on AL Cy Young, and four of them are on the White Sox. So to me, no matter what you bet, that's amazing because when's the last time that's happened? And the Dylan Cease taking the next step, I think that's one of those things betters try to corner where they're like, well, this guy was good, but allegedly he's made some change that's going to make him even better. There's value there maybe. So that's exciting. From I'm not going to make a bet on Dylan Cease. I, I would love for that to happen, but I don't see that happening. I think you're right, though. Like The last thing these guys want who make the odds is for Dylan Cease to come out hot in April and May make the all-star team because it happens every year. There's a couple of pitchers that just have an amazing first half. They make the all-star team. And then you're looking at the odds in July and it's like 22 to one. And then people just have insane value. So I think 80 to one, I, I am going to put like 10 bucks on it. <laughs> you're gonna if I had 80 to one, maybe, maybe I'm looking at 40 right now and I can't do it. I mean, FanDuel 80 to one, like, yeah, 80 to one on FanDuel. Absurd. But that's Luis my Severino is a higher odds favorite to win, who is not going to pitch for half the year. So even though we just said all that about maybe he'll win, think about that. <laughs> they think two and a half months of Luis Severino is more likely to win Cy Young than Dylan Cease in six months. That's right. Oh, yeah. well, that makes me not want to bet Dylan Cease. All right. You want to wrap it up there? Yeah. Everyone go bet Nick Mandrigal, 30 to 1. That's our bet. That's our bet this year. We're going to – and you know what? Whatever we lock in, I think I'm going to bet at least five of these. We're going to check in on periodically, see maybe at – what is it? All-Star break. We'll check in. Yeah. And uh, then at the end of the season, we'll – pay off our mortgages gonna be rich thanks for listening and yeah later right there he's safe he is safe have the ball and another blow call by hernandez
That just tells you he has flu. Here's an umpire in the American League knows nothing about the game of baseball. That's unbelievable.